Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Sylvia F. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from San Francisco Bay. Today is Tuesday, April 24th, 2018, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading for the big book and we are on page 54. It's the third paragraph, bottom of the page, which starts with, hence we saw that reason isn't everything. We'll read through two paragraphs ending with, tell ourselves it wasn't true. And today's readers are Sherry KB on the 12 steps, Melissa CK on the 12 traditions, and readers of the text are John K and Leslie W, and Sherry KB will be our backup. And we have a newcomer greeter of Melanie C. The share ID for Monday, April 23rd, 10 a.m. is 11,330, 11,330. The share ID for Tuesday, April 24th, the 7 a.m. meeting is 11,334, 11,334. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Sherry KB to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, Sherry. I mean, good morning. Good morning, Sylvia. <laughs> Sherry KB in Northern California. Uh, very grateful, recovered compulsive overeater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. I pass. Thank you, Sherry KB. I will now ask Melissa C.K. to read the 12 Traditions. 
Good morning. This is Melissa C.K. calling in from Chattanooga, Tennessee this morning. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And um, I hope everyone has a great day, and I pass. Thank you, Melissa C.K. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume, resume our study of the big book on page 54. The third paragraph that starts with, hence, we saw that reason isn't everything. We're going to read through two paragraphs ending with, tell tell ourselves it wasn't true. And I'm going to ask John Kay to begin our reading and share. Thanks, Sylvia. Good morning, all. My name is John Kiernan, recovered compulsive overeater in Los Angeles. Hence, we saw that reason isn't everything. Neither is reason, as most of us use it, entirely dependable though it emanate from our best minds. What about people who prove that man could never fly? Yet we have been seeing another kind of flight, a spiritual liberation from this world, people who rose above their problems. They said God made these things possible, and we only smiled. We had seen spiritual release, but like to tell ourselves it wasn't true. Ah, you know that... We saw reason isn't everything. When I, you know, when I came into the program, I was, you know, like the scientific brain 
you know, I wanted everything to be proven to me scientifically. But, you know, how dependable are those things? As he says, Bill says, he uses the airplane example, but this goes back through time, you know. Things that were scientific givens in one time turn out to be totally wrong later. You know, I'm not talking about going back to the Middle Ages where religion overrode science and, you know, just in the last couple hundred years, you know. As much as I said I wanted proof, I can realize a lot of that proof I talked about were actually things I took for granted and never examined myself. You know, so I did have faith, just not faith in higher power. You know, but then I came to the program and I not only heard what people said about themselves as they were physically, I just saw pictures, you know. These people weren't lying, you know. That's an important thing. You know, over in law, often a trial lawyer will try and get a witness against his client to admit that he lied about something, anything. And if he does, then the lawyer could turn to the jury and say, well, if he lied about that thing, he could be shown he's a liar. Well, I think the reverse is true in program. These people showed me proof of what had happened to them physically. And then they told me about their spiritual transformation, you know, that a power greater than themselves had helped them with their problem. A problem, by the way, that they had had no luck in overcoming their entire lives. You know, I always say this program takes a lot of faith in the beginning, not necessarily in a higher power, but faith in the program itself. But, you know, it's an easier faith because we can all look around the rooms and, and see concrete proof of recovery. And, and the people who came before us, who haven't lied to us up until now, you know, they tell us, you know, that the answer isn't finding a higher power that can help us with our problem. Now, they leave it up to us as to what that higher power is, but they assure us that the key is that we get out of the way, you know, that we turn our will and our lives over to a power greater than ourselves. And because I can look and see the empirical proof that this approach works, it makes it a lot easier to come on faith that these people are right. You know, after all, for me, I know all my efforts hadn't worked. You know, I pretty much drove the car into the ditch. You know, so why not give this higher power a chance to get behind the wheel and get me out of the ditch? And, and, and you know, so I did, and it worked. And, and now I'm one of those people who tells people to quit the debating society as I was and uh, quit the debating society and give this God thing a chance. Anyway, and with that, I think I'll pass right, for letting me share. Thank you, John Kay. Okay, we're on page 54, third paragraph. Hence, we saw that reason isn't everything. We're going to go for two paragraphs, and I'm going to take a list of people who want to read. Chevy Kay? Chevy Kay. Who else? Gina R. Gina R. Eileen S. Eileen S. Anybody else? Janice PM. Janice PM. Any other takers before I close it up? Okay, I've got Chevy K, Gina R, Eileen S, Janice PM. I can't thank you enough of how easy that first list was. Chevy K, go ahead. Gina R, you'll you'll be behind her. Hi, good morning. This is Chevy Kay. Can I be heard? Yes. Thank you so much for allowing me to do service. Thank you, uh, uh, everyone, for your service. I haven't shared in a while, so I'm very happy to be back on the line sharing. Um, 
I wanted to focus my share on the word, uh, on the term spiritual release, which to me reflects God-reliance uh, and God-worshipping. And for me, it's so easy to slip back into worshipping others, worshipping ourselves, and worshipping our own reasoning. You know, I can work overtime and put in days and months and step tens and fear inventories, um, you know, and, and working program, but all it takes is a split second for me to be sucked back into worship in the wrong, in the wrong arena. And, you know, personally, I get very easily drawn into worshiping my expectations, um, expectations of myself and expectations of others. And this happens repeatedly for me. This is my pattern in worshiping my expectations. And each time this happens and it becomes apparent to me, it's like I'm surprised all over again. Um, you know, and I just want to share a situation last night. Uh, my husband and I had a, had a cause that we were going to, and it was in Manhattan. Um, and my husband likes to say that this apartment that we were going to, which held the cause, the only apartment in Manhattan he ever got lost in. So here I was getting ready to leave, and I felt this pressure and desire of wanting to look good and have a certain appearance. I felt this pressure crossing the line between that healthy human instinct to look our best versus becoming obsessive and focused on what others will think of us. Um, You know, people worshiping, and, and my reasoning and my will won out. And the rest of the evening progressed that way, and I just got sucked back into the wrong worshiping arena. And I was functioning off of my expectations, expectations I put on myself around my behaviors and appearance, and expectations around what others um, would have of me in this particular society. And, you know, it was only this morning while I was doing my 11 steps and reflecting that, you know, I, I really thought about this. And I was able to shift back into God reliance, um, you know, and to shift from my reasoning um, into what God would have me be. And um, thank you, God, for allowing me to reflect on this and to be able to turn this into a gratitude. Because, um, you know, after I reflected on it and 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 thought about it, um, I feel like I have an action plan now and, and a prayer for the next time I'm in a similar situation um, that arises. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you for allowing me to share. Have a beautiful day, everyone. And I pass. Thank you, Chevy K. Gina R., followed by Eileen S. Uh, thank you, Sylvia. And I'm sorry, could you just confirm the paragraph we're on? It is page 54, third paragraph. Hence, we saw that reason isn't everything, and we're reading two graphs. Okay, thank you. That's what I thought. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, living in Green Valley, Arizona. Um, Neither is reason, as most of us use it, entirely dependable. If I had to rely on what was processed through my mind over many, many years and depend upon it, um, I would be a shipwreck, uh, a permanent shipwreck. And the others around me, their best minds that were not um, recovered or sieved or filtered through the process of um, submitting to a higher power, um, 
were likewise. I was trying to uh, take flight, as it mentions in the next paragraph, off of my own reasoning. And it it, it was as if um, the analogy that has come to me is in in swimming where they dive off of a platform and that doesn't bounce. It's just flat. And some people can do it. Some people have the physical strength and the um, wherewithal to move their body in such a way and then bounce and pounce off of that and they can do incredible things. I don't think I'm wired that way. And certainly my thinking wasn't wired that way. What I needed was a springboard that would help me get that spiritual liberation. And the thing that put the spring in my board was me giving up the idea that I could or should figure any of this out. And once I really was able to take hold of that set-aside prayer and then actually listen to and follow instructions of somebody who had gone before me, and they weren't perfect but they, they worked this um, program as thoroughly as they could, and that's all that was expected of me. Then that springboard got put into the flat space that I had been trying to jump off of, and I was able to take flight. And now I do have spiritual liberation from um, my mind. I am not stuck in um, the rut of just, uh, ruminating and seeing things go round and round and round, the resentments, the anger, the fear, the discontent. I'm able to um, connect to and experience many beautiful things, a range of emotions that include the very hard ones. And for me, some of those hard ones are joy. And that's what I'm getting ready to go do right now is experience some joy. And I thank you for the opportunity to share. I pass. Thank you, Gina R. Eileen S. followed by Janice P.M. Good morning. My name is Eileen S. Can you hear me okay? Yes, thank you. Great, thank you. I'm in Portland, Oregon. Very grateful to be on the line this morning. Um, I'm pretty new in Vision for You and just started working the steps with my sponsor and I'm on step one and I've been around for a while and I love reading the big books. I'm very grateful to be doing this with all of you guys. Um, Wow, I love, this just hit me, the idea of being dependable, though it emanates from our best minds. Well, I just went through a relapse, and um, I was dependable on my best mind. And my best mind told me it wasn't so bad, I've got it. And I had a very long period of abstinence. And, uh, and then I started doing some stuff with food that I hadn't done in 20 years. And so that just proves to me that this is a progressive disease and uh, I don't have it. And I'm very grateful to, be, to have discovered you guys and to be told about you guys. Thank you very much, John. And, um, and then the next paragraph says, yet we had been seeing another kind of flight, a spiritual liberation from this world, people who rose above their problems. And that's you guys for me. I get to learn from you, and, and I, I'm very grateful also for the set-aside prayer to pray to keep an open mind in a new way, because my mind says, hey, I read the big book, you know, and doing the big book in the way that I'm doing it now with all of you guys is a profound 
an eye-opening experience that I've, there's just so much more here that I didn't know was here and I already loved it and now I just love it more. And just the idea of spiritual liberation from this world and that speaks to me of the worldly clamors that so easily pull me off my spiritual um, state of mind and I just so easily get into um, just worry and just all those human things that are human but I need a program and I need God to show me how to not constantly be in that um, in the in the world of craziness and there's so much out there that I see and it's, that I just know is out there that is constantly pulling me away constantly and I have to be so careful and so discerning about what I let into my world because um, it's so seductive and so I love being on these meetings starting my day off like this um, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts that were suggested by my sponsor and I just feel I knew that this was the next frontier for me I knew that this is where I need to be I knew this is where I need to be uh, focusing my my time and energy and um, I'm just very very grateful to be reading the big book in such a beautiful way so thank you so much I wish you all a great day and I'll pass thank you thank you Eileen S Janice PM well thank you much and good morning to everyone my name is Janice PM and I am so powerless you know when it says um, let me see am I on the right page yeah, um, I'm so sorry. Uh, we're on page, what, 54, right? Hence, we're on page 54, hence, yes. Yes, okay, it. thank you so much. Hence we saw. Hence means, you know, as a result. That's what it means. I would say, oh, yeah, hence, hence. But it's as a result. I had to come to this conclusion that, you know, uh, we saw that reason. Notice that reason is not capitalized because it was before when I chose to have reason as my God. So we saw, which means that they're talking about their past experience. I mean, this is experience. They've been through this. This was evidence for them. And, to, you know, today and hopefully every day, it's evidence for me that my mind, you know, was not the answer. I have a sick mind. First of all, I have a twofold disease, right? Uh, it's physical, okay, physical, um, but that didn't give me recovery. Physical, you know, the the, uh, the right food plan is not going to give me a spiritual. I mean, see, I didn't realize that I had an obsession of the mind, which was a spiritual prob problem. Now, you know, naturally, well, what do you mean by spiritual? You know, I'm used to having, well, I went to religious school and all that, but I wasn't spiritual because I was still playing that ultra power. And, you know, something spiritual is something out of the ordinary. It's supernatural, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it. And that's where I stopped growing is in the spiritual realm. How could I develop spiritually? I mean, I was, you know, doing everything myself. I was the God of me. I was eating what I wanted. I didn't care, you know. I was managing you. I was fixing uh, my life, and it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work until, until I put the food down, you know, and got that spiritual liberation. Well, how did I do that? I, you know, through the steps. And I saw people, 
for years and I still see them and I still hear them on the line that are liberated, not only from the food, but they're growing spiritually with their thinking. And that's such a freedom, you know. Is it possible they're released? They have a release that this is how they were and this is how they are today? Well, I mean, that's proof alone. You know, not my proof, but their proof. And that kind of motivated me. And you know what they said? They said that God made these things possible. Well, you know, we would only say, yeah, okay, you know, but, but like to tell ourselves it wasn't true because I didn't want to, I didn't want to believe that it wasn't me. And, uh, of course, because I was so deceptive of myself, didn't want to tell the truth. And uh, my mind was distorted in my thinking. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Janice PM. Okay, we're on page 54, third paragraph. Hence, we saw that reason isn't everything. We're reading for two paragraphs. Who would like to share? Wow. This is a great opportunity if you've never shared Andy. on the line before. And And B or D? B is in boy. Thank you, Ann B. Who else? Pam Friendy M. Okay, I've got Pam. Who is that? Joanne B. I've got Joanne B. Did I also have a, a Pam or did I misunderstand? Brandy yes. M. Okay. Yes, you had Pam T also. Okay, and then Brandy M. Anyone else? Eleanor S. Okay, I've got Eleanor S. F. And then who? F. F is in and, 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 box. <laughs> okay. Thanks. And who is that after? Who's gentleman? Jim M. Jim M. Marilyn T. Marilyn T. Okay. That's a great lineup. Okay. I have Ann B., Pam T., Joanne B., Brandy M., Eleanor F., Jim M., and Marilyn T. Ann B., start us off. Pam T., you'll come right up behind her. Thanks. Hi, this is Ann B. I've, um, I'm a compulsive overeater. I don't like that word recovered. I have been abstinent for 13 and a half years. Um, I have always had trouble with this chapter because I never was that kind of agnostic. I, I had my first mystical experiences starting when I was about eight, and I had them throughout my life. And, and, and the, one of the biggest periods of mystical experiences happened to me just before and after I joined Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, um, and I, I feel that one of the gifts Overeaters Anonymous gave me was to give me back my spiritual life. I had been a very spiritual person, and when I got married and had children, I put my family ahead of my spiritual practice. And mystical experiences sort of dried up. And I, I thought maybe it was an aging thing. Um, you know, I mean, my spirituality had dried up, like my skin, which is getting wrinkly, you know. But I... Um, I learned that in Overeaters Anonymous that I had put other people ahead of higher power and that was my mistake and that's why I was gaining weight. <laughs> um, and so I'm very grateful to Overeaters Anonymous um, for giving me back my spiritual life. 
I I was struck abstinent in a spiritual experience, praying in my kitchen. I don't think I would have been able to hold on to that if I hadn't gone to Overeaters Anonymous. I felt that what this experience was drove me to Overeaters Anonymous, which I had learned about eight years before. And um, one time when I was decluttering, which is something I do more of now that I'm in Overeaters Anonymous, um, because I'm the the disease of more um, includes more junk, and and as I get more committed to abstinence, I become more willing to get rid of junk. Um, and I, I ran across a journal that I had made at a religious convention in a workshop, and and I found a line just that I had just been randomly journaling years before I even heard of over or this anonymous, and it said, "Eat not, and more shall be revealed." And you know, I found this like 20 years later. It was sort of amazing to me um, because I, I now um, am more committed to Overeaters Anonymous than I was to that religious group, than I am to that religious group I used to be so committed to. Um, but I, I do, as a sponsor, often struggle with, okay, I was struck abstinent in a dramatic spiritual experience praying in my kitchen about halfway between my sink and my refrigerator. They do that. They go stand halfway between their sink and their refrigerator, and they pray, and they don't get struck abstinent. I, I, why not? Oh, that's the time. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, but it, it's it's great to hear that people do somehow manage to do it anyway, <laughs> even when I don't know how to communicate it. So I'll pass. Thank you, Ann B. Pam T. Followed by Joanne B. Pam T, star one. I'm sorry, start with, so you said Pam T, right? Yes. Okay, hello. Um, my name is Pam. I'm a compulsive overeater. And I've been listening for a couple of months, and this is my first time sharing. And I first want to thank everyone for being there every day and for sharing. And I'm really moved to share today because I found that this morning I was relying on reason, and I like reason. I'm smart. I can figure things out, especially when I'm connected spiritually. And it's not so hard now for me to get back there when I feel like I'm veering off, depending more on reason and less on God, less on spirit. It just takes some minor just a degree of turning and listening to the meeting this morning did it, reading, hearing, hearing the paragraphs being read. And I really appreciate that. That's, that's part of my spiritual life right now is remembering that even if I feel like I'm disconnected, it does not take very much for me to get connected again. And that's all I wanted to say. Yay, I finally shared. I pass. Thank you, Pam T. Joanne B. followed by Brandy M. Hi, this is Joanne B. Um, from Texas, and um, I am a compulsive eater in recovery from this. Uh, this state of mind is what I'm dealing with. So, um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to it, uh, having what others have better and better every day. Um, the part that stood out to me is neither is reason entirely dependable. Um, 
my reason is not dependable at all because um, I I tend to think that I know, and after I've stuck my foot in my mouth or you know, or thought things out, I realize I didn't I didn't know, um, and that goes with my food and the way I treat it and um, and everything in my life, um, and. Um, I tend to forget to listen to what others have to say. So, um, and so I have to remember when someone said the uh, set aside prayer, I was so glad because it reminded me, oh yeah, I need to do that every single day throughout the day, just set aside what I think I know and and ask my higher power to um, give me what he wants. and then the other part was that we had been seeing another kind of flight of spiritual liberation from this world um, and people who rose above their problems. That's really uh, freedom for me is what I've seen in these rooms. And I've seen it, I have seen it in my life. It's, um, I, I, wanna, I hope to see it more and more. But that, that liberation from this world. And for me, it's going to be to continue to um, set aside what I think I know, so that I so that more can be revealed, and I can um, um, learn to give those over to my higher power. Um, uh, I think I don't know how someone said it, but I don't really remember how they said it. But it was the idea of having to stop trying my on my own strength. Um, um, to just let let God do it for me, and and that's in anything. I know that since I've um, put down the food and the food behaviors, other things are showing up, and more clearly that I haven't. I still have my self will um, in other areas, and so I'm realizing that I have that I have to put those down as well, and and surrender. And I don't know who it was that spoke this morning, but it dawned on me the one that I'm really working on is sleep. I don't want to get up in the morning and um when life's happening and which it is and and it does, and I want to just kind of stay a little bit longer under those covers and hide, and so I'm realizing, okay, so I'm in self will in that, and I've got to give that over to God. Uh, thank you for letting me share, and I appreciate all the service that's done. Um, and I pray that you all have a wonderful, blessed day, and I'll pass. Thank you, Joanne B. Brandy M., followed by Eleanor S. Good morning, Sylvia. Can I be heard? Yes. I'm Brandy. I am a recovered compulsive reader. Um, I, I actually really like this paragraph. Um, for me reason not entirely dependable. Um, I remember so many conversations when I was in my disease with my husband where he would say to me, you should be a lawyer. That's that's your goal in life. You should be a lawyer because I had a reason and an excuse for every behavior that I ever did. I could tell you, you know, whatever was going on, I can make it your fault. Um, I just, I was manipulative in my disease and um, re- and my reasoning, I was so convinced that my reasoning was rational. 
And what I've learned in program is that my mind is sick and, you know, the spiritual experience is what's going to free me from my sick mind. And so today I don't have to act in those behaviors because when they're coming up, I can go to God and say, eek, yeah, like I do want to fight today. I, I want to be that crazy person. Help me with that. And then, you know, I can do a 10-step around my behaviors. Um, but I, you know, I also spent a lot of time in program when I wasn't working in it according to the big book or following these instructions, um, you know, in mainstream OA and uh, really trying to convince people that this worked when sometimes I didn't even believe it worked because I was so on and off fighting with the food all the time and, you know, trying to control, fix, change, whatever. And life was still really unmanageable, even being in program. Um, Was it better? Yeah, I think it was better um, than maybe if I wasn't had any access to the 12 steps, but it still wasn't free. I didn't have freedom. And so it's crazy these days when I go to meetings, you know, and people just, they ask what I'm doing because they see the change. And I no longer have to rationalize or give people reasons. I just say, you know, I, I trust in God. God's doing for me what I can't do my, for myself. And I can't explain it and I can't give it to you. I can just tell you what I've done and show you what I've done. And maybe you'll get it. Maybe you won't. I don't know. And for me, that's so freeing because I always wanted to have the answers and the reasons why. And finally, when I gave up and let up, life is different and it's great. And, you know, God spoke to me this morning. I had a really hard day yesterday and I asked God that I could go deeper with my feelings and he showed up. And somebody today I was saying, you know, sometimes it's really hard to be in recovery and feel these feelings. And I know that's my time, but I'll just finish with this. And she's struggling. And she said, you know, it's really hard to be in the disease. And I'm like, yes, thank you, God. I would take 10 of yesterday's than one of being back in that food. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Brandy M. Eleanor S. followed by Jim M. Good morning, everybody. This is Eleanor F. in Memphis, Tennessee. I uh, I just want to tell everybody that I need these meetings in the morning. I rely upon them so heavily to to hear recovery experience and um, what this big book is actually saying to me. It occurred to me this morning, uh, listening to the speaker and and everyone that, um, you know, I thought that I was clear-headed before um, before really I was able to put down uh, what I've learned to call my red light foods, and slowly, slowly, um, my brain uh, started clearing up and. Um, my thoughts and began to change. And so it occurs to me that before my mind is cleared and I really can't rely on my reasoning because 
as it says in the big book, I can't tell the truth from the false. And I think that's true with so much in my life because the truth that it appear as it appears to me may not be the truth of my higher power. And unless I go to my higher power for that truth, um, I'm going to be stuck in a very limited way of viewing things. So all the steps seem to help me with that. And I thank you all so very much. Um, Thanks for letting me share this morning. Thank you, Eleanor F. Jim M. followed by Marilyn T. Jim, star one. Hi, Jim M., compulsive overeater. Um, You know, I just wanted to, you know, just thank everyone on the line today. Um, You know, the reading just, once again, just feeding off of yesterday and today and spoke so much um, to me, and I'm just so grateful for that, that, you know, yeah, my reasoning is just so flawed, and I feel that my reasoning is flawed because, you know, I'm, I am conditioned by fear, Um, but today I'm able to recognize that. I mean, I am in, I've had a challenging couple weeks, um, you know, as I had shared yesterday, but uh, just opening the restaurant and those responsibilities and those perfectionisms and all those character defects come up and you know i i do want to be stronger in my spiritual freedom um but hearing all of you um brings such a large amount of peace back to me uh because i know that my higher power speaks through all of of your shares um and and i'm learning i'm i'm in the heat of battle and i'm using my steps and it's not easy but it's progress I'm not in the food, um, and and that's what matters um, to me. And uh, I'm just I am very grateful for 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 this for these meetings. Um, I try to listen every day to all of them if I can. But um, thank you for your inspiration, your honesty, and your your wisdom. Um, and I'll keep working. I'll keep working my steps humbly, um, and letting go and letting God and and letting go of that reason for guidance from above. So thank you all very much, and and have a great day. Thank you, Jim M. We'll have Marilyn T., and then I'll have time for maybe two more people after Marilyn. Go ahead, Marilyn. Hi, this is Marilyn T., a um, compulsive overeater, um, trying to get recovered. I really like these two paragraphs. They just really speak to me. And one of the thoughts that I received on it was the first sentence, hence we saw that reason isn't everything. My faulty reasoning before um, work in this program, um, the way that A Vision for You works, it was that I could justify any bad behavior to anybody. I really related to the lady who said husband told her she could have been a lawyer. Um, it's interesting how our minds can just convince ourselves that um, mental twist that we can do the things that we do and it's justified. Uh, so crazy when you look back on those things. Um, and emanating from the best minds, I'm sure there are other people with way better minds than I have, but I just left to my own devices. I am you know, face down in the food. 
yet seeing another kind of flight of spiritual liberation from the world, that is what I'm feeling with this program. I'm realizing that my thoughts and my planning, they never worked. They could never sustain any sort of life maintenance of a plan of eating, but only with, and that's it. No human power could do this for me. Only God can do this for me and only working this program and clearing away the congestion in my brain um, to unblock myself to my higher power is going to work for these things. And on a daily basis, I have to strengthen that program and I have to grow as a human being and I have to open myself to uh, be kind to others and help others and just, just work this program. It's just that simple. If you want it that badly, this is what you have to do. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much. Thank you, Marilyn T. I have time for probably two more. Uh, Who would like to share? Terry H. W. <laughs> I had about eight of them, and I didn't catch Terry. one. Terry H. Uh, Terry H. Lovely and Mo w. H. Uh, okay, so I've, this is who I've got. I've got Terry H. Mo H. And Leslie W. I don't know if we'll have time for you, Leslie, but Terry H. Take it away. Hi everyone. My name is Terry H. A gratefully recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, bulimic in North Carolina. Very grateful today. Oh, if reason, uh, reason isn't everything, nor is it dependable. If I was able to reason out of my eating disorder, I would not be in OA. You know, I, I kind of um, look at reason being that piece of part of my ego. And, um, you know, it needs to be right-sized. I need some reason in my life. I need to, you know, that education, that understanding, that knowledge. If I don't pay my bills, my electricity gets shut off. But, you know, reasoning out, trying to negotiate or justify uh, all the different um, reasons, you know, that I needed to eat or purge or restrict, you know, just kept me right in, right in my eating disorder. And, you know, um, Ebby said to uh, Bill, you know, God did for him what he could not do for himself. And, you know, I, I just I am so grateful for my connection with my higher power today, you know, that I could just seek right thought and right action in that way because, you know, God did for me what I could not do for myself. And I had to be willing to show up and I had, you know, um, be willing, be open to do things differently. Eddie was open to doing things differently. Bill was open to doing things differently and changing and, and just being open to that. And even the Wright brothers. You know, um, they were open to being different, you know, uh, building that plane and, and, man, and getting man up in the air to fly. And I'm really grateful for that as well. You know, um, I went camping this weekend, and, and it's one of the new things in my life, new activities that I'm doing in my life today as a recovered woman. And, you know, the planning and, and things that I did before to prepare for it, just gave me such an awesome time in the mountains and just being in connection with my higher power. And I'm just really grateful for that because that's what recovery gives me today, that peace, that serenity, and that 
freedom to be able to live life and enjoy life on life's terms. I do need to make an amends because I was to be a, a reader on Friday and I was in the mountains and I just totally slipped my mind. And when I tried to dial in, I couldn't dial in. So I apologize for that. I'm back in civilization and uh, very grateful to be here today. And thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Terry H. Mo H., I've got two minutes. And Leslie, I'm sorry, okay. we won't get to you. Okay. This is Mo H., recovered compulsive eater from Northern California. Thank you, Sylvia, for your service and all those on the line. Yes, I'll keep it short here. I got two minutes. Okay. Neither is reason, as most of us use it, entirely dependable. And I used reason with every diet I went on. And recently I just listed all the diets that I had gone on in my entire life. And reason never worked. I thought it did, but it didn't work. And then this last line over here, we had seen spiritual release, but like to tell ourselves it wasn't true. And that was me in the rooms for many, many years. I had seen recovery in the rooms. I had felt recovery in the rooms. But I didn't feel it was true for me. And I didn't take use of everything that was suggested to me at the time. I tried to do it my way, and it didn't work. Uh, Just the one thing I want to touch on right now is I am in the process of indecision. Um, I have been asked to give service uh, over a weekend, and I am in the process of making the decision of whether to give this service or to take care of myself. And the way I am doing it is asking for help and making outreach calls and praying. And I received from an outreach call, uh, someone suggested a Dear God letter to ask God, uh, you know, to tell God what I'm making the decision on and to write a reply to myself. And I thought that was a really good idea. I thought I'd pass that along. So uh, I'm not making it on my own reasoning. And that's uh, this, this parad- these two paragraphs were really great for me. And I, with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much for letting me get in here. <laughs> Thank you, Mo H. That's all the time that we have. Thank you to everyone who shared, and thank you for uh, thank you to Team Wednesday for making this happen. Uh, stick around for the um, when the when the uh, recording is over because that's when Melanie C is going to greet newcomer sponsors and have announcements. And there is my timer. My apologies. Um, we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Leslie W. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. This is Leslie W. from Tennessee. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation, which you can do each day, for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.